quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. Sometimes I struggle to fall asleep and finding something natural that helps me can be challenging. I've been using both the Sleep Ease Natural Support Capsules and the Aromatherapy Lavender Spray from Botanic Choice. These naturally formulated sleep aids help me relax so I can let go of the day and rest. Botanic Choice is a fourth-generation, family-run supplement company which began as an herb garden in Indiana in 1910. Now they are a trusted brand supplying a wide variety of vitamins, supplements, everything from sleep essentials to vitamin C. Head over to BotanicChoice.com and use code MICHELLE15 to enjoy an extra 15% off any Botanic Choice or Botanic Spa brand purchase site-wide. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I'm glad you joined me today. I really want to talk about this idea of connected parenting and how it truly is for all kids. And a lot of people will say, well, that connected parenting, that might work for you and your kids and your family, but it's just not for us. And there isn't just one way to parent. There are many ways to parent, and I choose not to parent with connection. Now, let's just tease that out a little bit. Sure, there are many ways to parent, and there isn't just one way to parent. But connective parenting isn't just a guideline of these certain things you do and you don't do anything else. Connective parenting is giving you this idea that the relationship is the most important thing. And so whatever you do in your parenting, you just keep the relationship as your guide. Sure, we denounce the idea of punishments and rewards, and we denounce the idea of shame and belittlement and consequences. And when you think about those things, what child benefits from a punishment, a consequence, shame, belittlement, or any of those kind of negative parenting tools? What child would benefit from those? A child with ODD, they would benefit from shame, 
ridicule, they would benefit from a rewards chart? I don't think so. I really don't. Most kids, I'd say 100% of all kids do not benefit from a rewards chart. They also don't benefit from a punishment or a timeout or yelling. No child benefits from those things. And every child, kids with ADD, ADHD, PANS, kids with eating disorders, neurodivergent kids, kids that are strong-willed, kids that are more agreeable, kids who present with anxiety, kids who present with depression, kids who are self-harming, all of these kids will do better when they are living in a relationship full of connection. Why? Because who doesn't? I want to live in connected relationships. When I think about my partners and my friends and the people in my life, I want them to treat me with kindness, unconditional love and dignity. I don't want them to shame me or to belittle me or to punish me when I've done something wrong. I want to live in a connected relationship and so do our children. Moreover, the idea of connection promotes the full use of our brains the full use of our child's brain. So if our child feels connected to us, then their prefrontal cortex stays engaged more often. If they're encountering punishments or threats or rewards even, because rewards can be considered a punishment because when you don't receive the reward, then you feel punished, especially for a strong-willed child or an ODD child. They really fight against this idea of control. And so if they feel like they're being controlled through the reward, it will put them into fight, flight, or freeze. And when they're in that space or when they're in alert, it means no blood flow is happening in their prefrontal cortex, meaning the prefrontal cortex just turns off. So they can't think well. So if a child is at school and they're in a school or at school setting where there's a reward system and they're worried about getting the reward system and it puts them into this place of alert, it means that their prefrontal cortex isn't really working well. So how can they think? How can they also learn? So if they're in an environment like this in school, how can they learn the material that's being presented to them if their brain isn't fully functioning? So many people will say, well, you need a behavior modification plan for a child who has ADD, or you need a behavior modification plan for a child who has ODD, or a neurodivergent child, or a child who has pants. I don't believe this is true. I believe the Behavior modification plans often cause more problems than they do good because they use this idea of control and manipulation and many temperament types do not succumb to it. And the ones that don't succumb to it, they become bigger and more upset and more angry because they feel manipulated. My one-on-one parenting sessions are designed for us to dive deeply into your own personal parenting struggles. I wasn't being who I wanted to be as a parent. And I was often just really at a loss for what to do in situations that felt really hard. That's where we were when we started. We unravel those struggles using connection as opposed to resorting to punishments and threats and bribes. I teach you how to make that change. Myself and my husband like just didn't really know how to connect with our daughters. It was like a complete paradigm shift from what we were doing that was very obviously not working into more How can I be the best parent you need me to be in whatever situation we find ourselves in? Let me help you find more self-regulation so you can have the calm household that you always wanted to have. 
And now I'm like, duh, like, I learned this sooner. Become my private client today to find more peace in your household. Go to courses.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions to find out more information. Well, I'm so glad we found you. Thank goodness for Instagram. So behavior modification plans, I don't think, believe it or not, work for any child. And I would so much as say that connection and connective parenting works for every kid. Now, is it going to fix ADHD? No. Is it going to fix the idea of, you know, ODD? Or is it going to absolutely fix anxiety? No, but it will completely help it. I've seen ADHD kids do so much better in connected families. Do they still need extra scaffolding? Do their brains process material and information differently? Absolutely. But connected parenting doesn't hurt them because it sets them up to use their brain well. It also sets them up to trust their caretaker. And when they can trust their caretaker and their brain works better, they, they sit and relax more. They sit in a sense of feeling as if they're in control of their body and their mind because they're their shoulders can come down. They can rest in our relationship. They can feel as if we're this warm space for them to be, as opposed to being like, am I going to get the points? Am I not going to get the points? If I don't get the points, then my parents are going to be upset with me. If I don't do this, I'm going to be punished. Living like that for any child isn't good. Now, some people will say, well, my kid does really well with rewards and punishments, and maybe they're a more agreeable child. But is that pushing them into this idea of people-pleasing? Is it pushing them into this idea of ignoring how they feel and really making the other people around them feel good because that's easier than not getting the points or it's easier than, quote-unquote, getting in trouble? So I really, I get a lot of pushback on Instagram, especially like, well, one, this is the only way to parent. You know, there's a lot of different ways to parent and your way isn't the only way and connection isn't the only way. I, I guess I believe that there are other ways to parent, sure. But I'm not so sure that there are better ways. I'm not so sure that there are more functioning ways. And I haven't seen anything else that gives the results that connective parenting does. And I haven't seen anything else that makes parents feel calmer and better than connective parenting. So if there is another way that is really steeped in this idea of fostering relationship and is nurturing and it's not the gentle, connective, peaceful parenting, conscious parenting. If there is another way out there, then I'd love someone to present it to me. I would love to see what it does for kids. And if this idea of behavior modification and um, behaviorism really does produce long-term amazing effects for parents and kids. I'd like to see that too, because in my world and in my work, I don't see that often. I see that the idea of behavior modification, rewards and punishments really push kids to be people they are not and force them into behavior as opposed to allowing them to come to the behavior on their own. Okay. So in all of this, I guess we can say, I can say, I know for sure that connective parenting speaks to all children and it speaks to all families. Is it a panacea? Is it going to fix 100% of all of your behaviors in your house? And is it going to make a strong-willed kid not be strong-willed anymore? Is it going to make the agreeable kid be more outspoken? No, but it will temper some of those 
deeper attributes that might be exacerbated by punishments and rewards. So whereas you have the strong-willed child that presents strong-willed, they're still going to have that strong will. But will you also see them calm down some? Will you also see them begin to be more agreeable? Will you also see their tantrums temper some? Will you see the tantrums be shorter? And will you see that there to be fewer tantrums and fewer pushback and more cooperation from a strong-willed kid? Absolutely. And will you see a more agreeable kid have their opinion, be able to make mistakes and not float into perfectionism? Absolutely. Because they feel that they're safe to do so and nobody's going to judge them and they don't have to fix the situation. Okay. I hope that gives some clarity around this idea of why connective parenting is for all children and how it can be beneficial in all families and all homes. Thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for all of the new subscriptions in iTunes and Spotify and everywhere you listen. And thank you so much for all the ratings and reviews. I deeply appreciate it. And I hope to see you next time.